Hi, this is Pastor Tim Crick, and you are listening to the weekly sermon podcast of Holy Trinity Evangelical Lutheran Church in Newington, New Hampshire, a part of the ELCA, Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. You can find us online at www.htelc.com. We worship on Sunday mornings at 8.30 and 11 a.m., where you are never too late and there is always room for one more. We hope you can join us sometime, and we hope you find the sermon you're about to listen to helps you to understand and experience the depths of God's love for you and the entire world. Thanks for listening. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter, verses 1 through 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and without Him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through Him. He Himself was not the light, but He came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born, not of blood or of the will of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. There's a joke that I heard while I was uh, in Europe a few years ago. Maybe you've heard it or something similar. And in Europe they'll say, if you speak four languages, you're really doing pretty well, right? If you speak three languages, not bad. Two, you could be better. One, you're American. That really has nothing to do with the sermon, but we're going to talk a little bit about words. I thought it was funny. Uh, do you guys know what a hominin is? Hominin. Dot, you're an English professor. Can you help us out? What would a hominin be? I would like a show of hands. How many know the answer? She's not going to call on you, so raise your hand. <laughs> right? <laughs> What's a hominin? Right? They sound the same, they look the same, but they mean different things. Anybody have an example of a hominin, a word that is the exact same, spelled the same way, maybe even pronounced the same way, but they mean something different? Who's got an example? Anybody? What is it? Lead. And so how could it be used? Lead or led. Perfect. Another example. Minute and minute. Perfect. How about wind or wind? Right? Bank and bank. 
bank of a river, I got to go to the bank to deposit my paycheck, whatever it might be. Address and address. You live at your address, but I'm going to address the group of people. Uh, this is a really interesting one. Present. Three different ways. There is no time like the present to present a friend with a present. I'll end with this. I shall stop here because I am content with the content. I did not make those two sentences up. Google is great. The reason why I bring hominins up is because I think we have something going on today with today's gospel, the Word of God. The Word of God is a phrase that can mean many different things, right? It can mean Scripture, the Word of God. We say that at the end of our gospel reading, right? The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So we have Scripture. Then we have from the reading talks about Jesus being the Word. The Word was with God, the Word was God, and He came from God. But Scripture and Jesus are not the same, are they? And then there can be another third way in which I was taught in seminary, in which it is the Word of God, and that is the proclamation. What I get to do up here on Sunday is proclaim God's Word to you. Whew. I... <laughs> I don't take that very lightly, right? To think that I might be able to speak on behalf of God, knowing that many times I will get it wrong. But three ways in which we use the phrase Word of God, and we mean different things. You can understand why faith can be so confusing at times. Or why when we read Scripture and we call it the Word of God, it is easy to take it as very literal, right? This is God's Word or how pastors can have a bit of an ego at times and think, I'm the one up here proclaiming what God's word is to you, right? I know what's right, so you have to go along with it. <laughs> Suck it up, let me tell And that's been used to cause much harm and damage in the world, hasn't it? Right? So what is the word of God? What is it for our lives? What is it for the world? What is it for Holy Trinity? How do we discern it? That would be helpful if we could do that, wouldn't it? What is the Word of God? Outside of just being Jesus, we can refer to as the Word, Scripture as the Word, or proclamation as the Word. How do we hear God's Word through it? I don't know if I used this example here before, um, but I'm going to use it now. I mean, if I've done it before, that's okay. I have actually a friend who says, I don't mind it when pastors use the same analogy. Maybe I'm just making myself feel better right now. Because I watch, I read the same books again. I'll watch a TV show again. I need to hear these examples again because they're easy to forget. This is how I think we can help discern, discern or determine what the Word of God is. When it can come in, Three different ways that we've talked about. If you want to, you can close your eyes. You don't have to. But imagine a basement. There's only two rooms in the basement. There are no windows. There's only a door connecting those two rooms. The door is closed. In one room, 
there is a single light bulb that's hanging down, right? It has a little pull chain. The other room doesn't have anything. In the one room with the light bulb, go ahead and pull that pull chain. The room illuminates, right? The door is still closed. One room is brightly lit. The other room is still dark. You can't even see the hand in front of your face. Go over to the door and just crack it open. What happens? Light floods in, doesn't it? Does one room become darker or does one room become brighter? One room becomes brighter. Isn't that funny how that works? The dark doesn't come into the bright room and now this light isn't as effective and now it's dark. Instead, the light from the one room floods into the other room. My opinion, what can help us discern the word of God is what scatters the darkness. What goes into and overcomes evil and chaos and anger and hurt and hate, right? If it does those things, I think it's the Word of God. And it can come in forms. It can come through our Scripture, right? It can come... In Christ, and where do we see Christ? In the least of these. It can even come through somebody like me or you who has the gall to stand up and proclaim and to say, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness will not overcome it. That is our hope here on Christmas. That's why I didn't want to move on to Epiphany yet. Man, we need more light shining in today's world, don't we? Let's not just move on to the next thing, but let's be reminded of the way light and darkness work. Darkness does not overcome the light. The light is stronger. The light is more powerful. The light is what floods into the dark. Think about maybe that dark, dank room also, right? don't know really what you're going to find on the floor of a basement sometime, are you? <laughs> but when you turn on that light, if there's things that are crawling around, what happens to them? They scatter, don't they? They can't take the light. They can't take the love. They can't take the goodness. I think that is so often with true today. How do we show light and love in the face of darkness or evil? I don't think they know what do with it. And it's hard to do, to speak one language <laughs> when it seems like another language is all that is understood. But isn't that the hope of Christians and what God comes to us in Jesus? Logos is that Greek word for word. We also, that's where we get the word logic from. And I had a friend, we were sharing some ideas about the sermon for this week. Jesus is God's logic, God's way of thinking that comes in and loves the enemy, prays for those who hurt and persecute, dines with 
the sinner, right? The outcast, those who are said that they don't belong, which so often goes against our own way of thinking, or our own, it seems to be, innate logic. But God comes with a new way of thinking, with a light that overcomes the darkness that seems so prevalent in the world. So wherever you go, wherever life may take you, may you not only see the light, may you be the light. Amen. That's the sermon for this week. We hope from it you learned a bit more about God's love for you and the world. Please subscribe and rate our podcast to help us be found by and reach more people. Thanks for listening, and don't forget, you are loved.